everyone. Welcome to They Had Fun. I'm Rachel and I am back with another amazing story about New York City. And currently in New York City, we are slowly approaching 60 degrees and sunny. So I got to get the hell out of my apartment. So this intro is going to be quick because honestly, everyone should be out of their apartment right now. It is so nice. Let's get going with our Rachel's Rex. And number one is going to be my choice. That is Jago, I think that's how you pronounce it. Again, I asked them when they were there this time, actually. I was like, this place is so good. Let me make sure I get the correct pronunciation. Z-H-E-G-O, Jago. Okay, that's the last time I'm going to say it. This is a Bhutanese restaurant in Woodside. Wow. So impressed. So delicious. I will say all of the food is extremely spicy, which for me, is incredible if you can't handle the spice. I don't know if this is the place for you. Apparently, the national dish of Bhutan that I did not know is this appetizer that we got that is essentially hot spicy peppers with cheese sauce (laughs) poured all over it. And it was delicious and spicy and wonderful. And when I was talking to them about it, they said they have it at every single meal. They cannot get enough of it. And I have to tell you, it was absolutely delicious. Um, We also got like a noodle dish that was super spicy. They gave us some free soup on the side, which was so nice. Everyone who was working there was absolutely wonderful. Loved talking to us, explaining some of the food to us, telling us a bit about the cuisine. Just had a great time. The dining room's kind of small. You can't go there with a big group or anything like that, but it is wonderful. So if you have the chance, if you are in Woodside, if you want some spicy food, go check out Jago. Okay, let's get on to our second one. That's the request this week from Instagram. As you are very aware, on Fridays, we put in our stories a request for you guys to give us questions for any recommendations you might need. So a lot of them (laughs) were coming in. They were really great, but I couldn't get to all of them. And one of them that I could not get to was... A request, I think it just said bakery, which I thought was great. And I have to say, most of the time, more of the details happen to be better for me, you know, like best taco spot in Astoria with veggie options or best dry cleaner in Tribeca who delivers, you know, I don't know, something like that. But this one had me laughing. It was a shame I couldn't get to it. So I'm going to give you my answer. And that would be bakery. There's one answer. It's She-Wolf. It's the best bread in all of New York City. It's honestly the best bread in all of the world. I've done the legwork. You can trust me on this. As my close friends and family know, I am a bread fiend. I love carbs. I love bread. I could eat it every day, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Unfortunately, I don't get to do that, but I would love to. And She-Wolf has the best bread on the planet. I love their classic batard. I love their toasted sesame one. Oh my God, that one is delicious. Their baguette is actually really incredible. I would put it up there with some of the best baguettes in the city. You know, they don't have a standalone bakery. You can't go, but you can find them at so many farmers markets throughout the city. You can find them at Union Square on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or Saturday. Please, if you love bread or carbs, go there, buy yourself a loaf of she-wolf bread. I promise you, you will love it. You don't even have to do anything with it. Don't toast it. No butter, no olive oil, no nothing. It is that good. (laughs) I love this bread. Okay, those are our two Rachel's Rex for the week. Jago, she-wolf bakery. And now, if you are listening to this in your apartment, get out. I don't, well, is it nice out? 
I don't know. Maybe if it's not, don't go outside. But when it gets nice out, pop in your AirPods, pop in your headphones and go listen to this outside and go do something fun. Let's get into my guest this week. I'm earning some brownie points with my in-laws because he happens to be Greek. But on top of that, he also happens to be an extremely hilarious comedian who is getting so much attention right now that is very well deserved. He also happens to be a TV writer and so many other things. We'll talk about a lot of it. Please welcome to the show the hilarious Gus Constantilis. Hi, how's it going? Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for being on. I'm so excited to talk to you. I have been loving all of your work you're doing recently, including your stand-up, your videos, like everything. You're just hilarious. I mean, there's no other way to put it. Like just watching some of these, they have me cracking up. The one that really went super viral was people who like, I want to come to New York and be like a New Yorker. And it's like, no, you don't. Yeah. So, you- that's so that was a tweet. I tweeted that because my friend was coming to visit. This was years ago. And she was coming to visit and she was like, I want to do what the locals do. And I was like, <laughs> cry on the subway what do you do like I eat at home like nine times out of the week all I do is like go to work and come back like what do you want to do I don't get it you want to live like the locals sorry it's and so I tweeted that and then I was like let me turn that into a little video and that like went super super viral and that's been like so insane I think one of the reasons it went so viral is it was it's so true like we all as New Yorkers know the ups and the downs of living here. And sometimes the downs are way worse than the ups. Oh yeah. And, but it's, you know, but everyone, including myself sometimes, but specifically guests have these rose colored glasses and then they sort of get here and it smacks them in the face. So, I mean, I think that's why it was so funny. It was so unbelievably relatable and true. It's so, so simple. I feel like with content, sometimes like the simpler it is, it's like, it goes more viral because it's like, oh, I see myself in that. And you forget that when you're like creating content, you're like in this hole and you're like, what do people like? And then it's like, (laughs) well, what do I like? What do I think? And then work from there, I guess, you know? (laughs) No, it's so true. I mean, definitely on that vein. I mean, I love this podcast so much. I do it the way I like it. I love talking to people about New York. I could do it for hours. And then you know, I spend 10 hours editing each episode and producing and and interviewing people and all of these things. And then you put them up and it's great and people love them. But then you take a four second video of a cat in a bodega and that gets 15,000 likes, you know? So exactly. (laughs) Okay. It's what the people want. (laughs) (laughs) The people want the cats. No, but I mean, it's, I think everything you're doing is so hilarious. And I think the truth, you know, this kind of brings us into our first questions of the show of just like living here and what it's like. And that's why that video resonated with so many people. So I can get started on our first questions. And that is always, when did you move to New York city? I'm from New York City. I grew up here. Yes. Yes. Okay. Didn't I? I didn't know that. I yeah. love it. I, people never ever expect it, and it's so <laughs> funny. Because I guess I don't seem like I'm from here, but I grew up in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, which is the last stop on the R train. And if you've never taken the R train, you've lived a good life. Okay. <laughs> I hate the R train. The R train is so bad. People will be like, oh. The L is bad. The L is not bad. The L is a gentrified line. They fixed the L. Okay. Any train that comes in less than five minutes, that is not a bad train. People are like, the one is bad. No, the one is great. It stops every five blocks. You want the one, you get to where you need to go. The R, I forgot that like eight years ago, eight, just eight years ago in New York City, 
there was no phone service on the subway platform. My mom's village had indoor plumbing sooner (laughs) than that. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's crazy. This is New York City. And I was talking to someone that like just moved here like five years ago. And he was like, what do you mean they didn't have phone service on the platforms? Like, what did you do? And you were like, struggle. All you did was struggle. Like, (laughs) sweat it out. You didn't know. I would wait. There would be like one stop in Bay Ridge, 59th Street, where you'd have to like transfer to the R. And if it was late at night, you didn't know. There was no platform service. There was no countdown clock. So you would wait. 10 minutes would go by, 20 minutes. And when it hit 30 minutes, people would start snapping. Like, everyone on the subway platform would be like, (laughs) what's going on? And like, you'd have to like walk upstairs and try to go over the turnstile to get like just a little bit of phone service so you can text your boss like hey I'm not gonna be able to make it you know now I don't live in Bay Ridge now I live off Atlantic Barclays which is you have to understand I went from the R train to and now I live off the B Q N Q two three four five G A C line I had to there's no other choice I went from nothing to everything because I had to for my emotional psychological state and well-being Truly. No, I think you're totally right. And it's so funny that you say this about the cell phone thing, because I just had family members visiting who were like, oh, wait, your phones work on the subway because they hadn't been here for so many years. And I was like, my God, that was so recent where you would just be trapped down there. But I actually feel like it was somewhat better because that's when I got more reading done. Oh, yeah. And now I'm like constantly staring at my phone. So now I'm more of a garbage human. No, I know. You know how many books I read? I read books. (laughs) And just so you know how gentrified the L train is, I just want to point out that when you go from First Avenue to Bedford and you have to be under the tunnel... That tunnel is the only tunnel in all of New York City in the entire New York City subway system that has phone service. I know. So you <laughs> still have service. And then people will be like, the L train is so bad. Shut up. If you think the L train is the worst train in New York City, you are not a native New Yorker. You are from <laughs> you are from the Midwest. And I'm so sorry to break it to you, but it's not, it's not. I agree with you. I agree with you. We're all on the same page. The L train is a good train. Thank you. I love that you're that you're a native New Yorker, that you were born here, that you're from here. Like I love when I have those people on the show because it's like the true heart and soul of this city. So it means a lot to me to know that you were born. Were you born and raised in Bay Ridge? Born and raised. I love it. No, I stayed till I was 20, 21. And then I moved to LA for three years. And then I moved right back to New York. And I came right back. What's crazy is all my best friends, one went to Boston, one went to Nashville, one went to DC. We're all back. We all came back. We were like, not, not. for me I have a car fuck this I gotta go seriously (laughs) no I think that's what that's like for a lot of kids who are raised here is it's very hard to acclimate in other places because growing up it was like oh my mom would just be like go to the bodega and get me some cigarettes and like or go to the (laughs) bodega and get myself some coffee or whatever and that was that was it that was done we were six years old going to get cigarettes whereas like in the rest of America it's just not like that I would love to ask the second question, which is, you know, why did you move to New York? I would love to know, you can tell us about why your family came originally. That's interesting. But I would also love to know, you know, about you leaving and deciding to come back. What was the why for that? I literally, um, one time I got, I just hated my car and I just, I put it, I drove it to Santa Monica and I burned it in a parking lot and then I had to leave. (laughs) No, I'm I'm kidding. But like almost kind of, yeah. I mean, you know, I love New York. I just think it's great. Even when I go away for like a weekend and I come back and I drive in and there's like, 
the, I see this, this, I just like lose my shit just looking at the skyline, which is so dumb. No, it's not. I love it so I'll much. be gone for like two days. I'll go to Jersey for a show and be driving in on the George Washington bridge. And I'll be like, isn't it the best? It's so <laughs> dumb, but I love it. I think it's just the best city in the whole world. It's its own thing. I don't know. I just love it. I would never leave. I would never, ever leave again. I love your enthusiasm for, I feel the exact same way. I don't think it's dumb at all. I think it's very cute. And I totally agree with you. I will also leave for very short amount of time or extended period amount of time. And I think that's like the real test is like when you come back knowing like, I'm back. This is great. I love this place. Yeah. I mean, I feel like you and I could talk for hours just about all of the transportation shit, but considering that you were born and raised here and you have this insatiable love for the city that I am so happy to hear about, I have to ask you the most important question of the show. And that is, Gus, what is the most fun you've ever had in New York? Before I really fell in love with City Bike, in college, I used to have a Razor scooter that I used to roam around on the city. And I used to intern at The Daily Show with Jon Stewart at the time. Ooh. This was back when it was still Jon Stewart. You have to imagine. This was like 10 years ago. Their offices were like on 12th Avenue and 50th Street, where you know where they are now, basically. Mm -hmm. But they were like four avenues from the subway. So you'd have to take the ACE to 50th and 8th Avenue, and then you have to walk four avenues in the cold to get to Jon Stewart. Yes. And I would just use my scooter. I would be like, I'm a scooter boy. I'm just going to use my scooter. <laughs> and it would cut my commute in like half. You have to imagine, because it's like just the walking alone, I have no commute. And I started to get known as the scooter intern. And they would like call my name over the loudspeaker. They'd be like, we have an emergency. We need Gus the scooter boy like to go and do it. And so I loved it. I loved my scooter. Now that I have a, the City Bike membership, I'm much happier. But the scooter life was for me. And you could bring it on the subway easily. It was so nice. But I had this crush on this guy who I'm not going to name on this podcast. Let's just say his name is Billy. Let's just say Billy. <laughs> okay. I had the biggest crush on Billy. And Billy was in like all my classes and he was so hot. And he was like a little, he was like two or three years older. What classes? I was in film TV at NYU. So it was like all film classes. Oh, okay. So this is, okay. When you're interning at Jon Stewart, you're in college at NYU. Yes. And you're the scooter boy. Okay. I'm the scooter boy. I'm scootering around NYU. I'm scootering around <laughs> Bay Ridge. You have to imagine also because the R train was so unreliable it would help because I would scooter from my parents house because I lived with my parents when I was at NYU and I would scooter from my parents house to the N train which was about 30 blocks away from my parents house but with the scooter it was a 10 minute scoot and I would just scoot 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 and I would get to the N train and I'd get the express line and I'd go to the city so okay <laughs> really selling the scooter life I love it um <laughs> so I had the biggest crush on Billy and he also really loved Lady Gaga, just like I did. And we would always text about Lady Gaga. That was like our thing. And that was like the thing that like I knew I could always talk to him about and try to flirt with him over, you know what I mean? And be like, okay, now, now that we've talked about Lady Gaga's art pop album for 35 fucking hours, maybe <laughs> we can talk about how I want to suck your dick. You know, maybe <laughs> we can segue into going on a date sometime, but no. Okay. Yes. So one time I was interning late at a daily show and he was texting me because he, he was at the art pop rave at Madison square garden, Lady Gaga's concert. And he started texting me at the show and he was like, Oh, she's coming on in like an hour. I'm so excited. But 
the worst part is that no one is here to see me with her. I'm all alone. And I go, oh, that sucks. And he goes, if only I had someone to come to the show with me. And I go, well, I'm, I'm working. I can't come to the show with you. Like I'm working. I have work tonight. And he goes, oh, that's too bad. I mean, I think there's still tickets available. Like it seems like there's plenty of room around me. So I went on StubHub and there was a general admission ticket, standing room only, like in Madison Square Garden. Billy totally had a crush on you, by the way. Billy was trying to get it. So yes, I was yes. like, let me go. So I'm trying to work. And I found a ticket next, like, you know, where he's sitting for a hundred dollars. And I go, I mean, I have to go. <laughs> so I bought the ticket and I go to my boss and I go, hey, I'm so sorry. My grandma is in the hospital. Oh, no. <laughs> I have to tell you, I want to tell you just right now that my grandma at this point had been dead for five years. She had already been dead for like five years. I didn't like, you know what I mean? I wasn't like- You weren't like jinxing her. I yes. wasn't jinxing her. I was just purely, yeah. you know, I was reincarnating her, if anything. Um, <laughs> yes, thank you. So I was like, yeah, my grandma's in the hospital. Can I, I have to go. It's a family emergency. So I <laughs> left work. I kill, So I killed my grandma and I left work to go. Jumped on my scooter. And I got on my scooter. And the thing is, is it was 8.45. She was coming on supposedly at nine o'clock. I see where this is going. I got a scooter my heart away. You know what I mean? So like I'm on 50th and, and 12th Avenue and Madison Square Garden is at 34th and 8th. I think it said it was a 25 minute bike ride. When I tell you I made it there in 11 minutes. <laughs> 11 minutes. It was winter. I had a coat on, a backpack. I was in full business casual because I had a job interview that day, the day of. That same day I had a job interview for, to get out of the internship that I was currently in. So I'm in full interview outfit, scootering down, <laughs> screaming at people, being like, I have to go meet Billy at Lady Gaga. <laughs> My grandma's dead. I have to meet my friends. And I'm like screwing <laughs> down, sweating. And then I get to Madison Square Garden. And you have to imagine this is like 20, this is, you know, 12 years ago. I can just see the whole thing. There's no app. Like there's no Ticketmaster app yet. Oh, yeah. You had to print your tickets back in the day. Awesome. And I, and I didn't know. I just like, you know what I mean? I bought the ticket. I faked my grandma's death. And then I left. I had a printer. Daily Show had printers. I could have printed yeah. it there. So they were like, okay. They go, one, you can't be in here with the scooter. And they go, two, you can't be in here. You can't. You have to print your ticket. And I go, please, please. Billy is waiting for me. <laughs> they were like, no, you have to print your ticket. We can't scan it. So I start going to CVS's around. And I'm like, it's a one-hour photo. It's a one-hour photo. They're like, we can't print it. So then I start going to hotels. And I'm like, hotel lobbies will have printers. So I go, can I, can you print this? Can you print this? I go to three different hotel lobbies and I start crying. And I go, Lady Gaga just went on stage. I'm missing the opening. Please, please print my Lady Gaga ticket. And thankfully some ally was like, I'll print this fucking ticket for you. And she printed the ticket out and I go in. Everyone is wearing jean shorts and a tank top and has the same haircut. And then I was like, it is impossible to find you. You look exactly like all of the other people here. And I finally found him three songs later, like literally three songs later. I'm like, fine, I find him. And we have a great night. Like, it's such an amazing show. I love that album. I was so happy I was able to go. It was like, she did all my favorite songs. We had such a wonderful night. I like grinded on him. I thought he was going to kiss me. He didn't. And then we went out to like, we went out to a diner afterwards. We went out. We like... <laughs> 
just like started walking around the city. And it was one of those like, you know, we went to a concert and then we like spent the whole night till like 4 a.m. together and just like talked and just had one of those like awesome New York City nights. And then (laughs) at the end of the night, I was like, are we going to are we going to do this? Yeah. It didn't happen. No. It didn't happen. I know. It seemed like he liked you. I mean, I'm telling you, it's what's with the like, I wish someone was here with me. No, I think it was just some fuckboy behavior. He was texting that to everybody. And then he was just kind of like, he was probably like, who's going to come and who's going to be my date tonight? You're like, don't worry, my faithful scooter will get me there, Billy. I killed my grandma for this. I literally killed my grandma off for this. I almost lost my internship. You know what I mean? Like just, (laughs) just to come to this, like, bro. I mean, you have to imagine it was great. And the best part was that we ended at a New York city diner, which for me is (laughs) the best thing ever. Like I love a New York city. I could eat diner food every day of the week. We've had a few stories where the ending is always like diner, diner, 3am. Like that is the thing that you do in New York City after a night out. You have to like soak up all of the drinks. That's what's going on mostly, I feel like. Absolutely, absolutely. Wait, wait, wait. We're we're forgetting one very important thing here is when you left this, well, first of all, the incredible concert and all of her music and all of this and young love. But when you left Madison Square Garden with your scooter- I just had to carry it around all night. <laughs> okay, so you just kind of like- I had to carry it around all night with me, honestly. Yeah. So yeah, I had to just roam around New York City with with Billy, not (laughs) wanting to sleep with me and this thing. Yeah. And then I like, because it was so late, it was three o'clock in the morning. I like called my friends and I was like, hey, can I sleep at your place tonight? And then I slept at her place. And then I had to go, uh, I had to go to school. I literally had to go to school (laughs) the next day in the same outfit. I smelled. (laughs) I think the biggest takeaway from this, anyone hearing this is like, Billy sucks. Billy sucks. Yeah. Billy. Yeah. That's the biggest takeaway. I mean, okay. So you did wind up having fun. You had a good time at the show, seeing Lady Gaga, who you're obsessed with. Like all of that was great. Yes. But frankly, Billy was selling a bill of goods that he did not follow up on. If you ask. You me. have to understand like three years that I knew Billy in college. It was just that all the time. It was like up that up and down that like, okay. oh, you're okay. interested. Oh, you're not. And then for, for me, that was the last straw like that. After that, I was like, I'm, I can't do this anymore. You clearly do not like me. And I have to leave. Like I can't, I saw my Lady Gaga and I have to leave. But that's, you know, that's your twenties. One time, like a couple of years later, me and Billy hung out it was like me, Billy, and two other friends from college as well. And I left and I turned to my friend from college and I go, you didn't want to tell me the whole time that Billy had no fucking personality? <laughs> that whole time? I was like, what was I in love with? He is, he's so boring. Like, so boring. The ultimate validation. Yeah. You're the winner of this story. You won. I won. You had the best night. And in that moment, it didn't end the way you wanted it to. But New York City always comes through, which you learn years later is I didn't want it anyways. I did. Exactly. That's what New York City taught me. Yeah. Was that the the scooter is your real friend. (laughs) (laughs) It all comes back to the scooter. No, I agree with you. And really what it all comes back to is not having to have a car, getting around fast, all of these things we love New York City for, and that is your ultimate love. 
New York City. I love it. I think the story is so good. I think it's hilarious. I love all of the details from beginning to end and like being a young kid in school. And you're right. Like when you're in your 20s, that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to like have these interesting like love stories. Yeah. You're supposed to kill your grandma for love. Of course. All of these things. I love it. I think it's such a good New York story. You hit Madison Square Garden. We haven't had that yet. I just think it's so great. And I love that you love New York so much. So I have to ask you the last question of the show and let's see if you can pick only one, but what is your favorite thing about New York City? Oh God, you know what's so funny is as someone that really loved, vehemently loves New York, I, I thought you were gonna ask me what I hate about New York City. And I was like, <laughs> let's go, I have a whole list. Now we have to have a whole nother podcast for this. Yes, yeah. I would say one, my least favorite part of the city is the Union Square Holiday Market because a nightmare. <laughs> what a goddamn nightmare that is. Everyone's like, Times Square is the worst. I'm like, nothing is worse than Union Square with a bunch of NYU freshmen, okay? Leave me alone. <laughs> At least Times Square knows what it is. Union Square is a bunch of posers. Okay, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I can't. The Union Square holiday market is wild. But I will say my favorite thing about New York City is, uh, it's the food. Okay, that's good. It's the food. Because you can get something for $2 and you can get something for $200 in New York City. And, it, and both of those things could be the best thing you've ever ate in your life. This is the thing I fucking love about New Yorkers. Everyone is so interesting. And here is why, because I always try to like say this and I hope people understand. Other people have said the food, right? Like other people have said the food, but everyone has their own reason. And this is what makes New Yorkers so interesting. No one has said that to me yet about why they love the food. That you can get a $2 slice of pizza or you can have a $700 Laberna Dan chorus meal. Yeah. And I love that too. I think it's so great. It makes New York so interesting. Not only is it all delicious and there's a wide array and all of these things, it's that you can go either end of the spectrum. It's going to be wonderful. There's a bodega right across the street from me that makes the best like weird, like Mexican chicken sandwich on a hero I've ever had in my life and it's six dollars and you know and then it's like and then two days ago i was at mama fuku it's like anything can happen i just <laughs> love that it's so cool it's so cool i love it i think it's such a good answer it's so true it's from someone who was born and raised here so we know that it's the honest to god truth thank you so much for talking to me thank you so much for your story thank you for loving new york so much i'm so glad you love it as much as i do thank you so much for having me this was so much fun Ooh, that's the whole point point. and of course most of all thanks new york they had fun <laughs> <laughs>